Good evening and welcome to the show. My name is Jeff. You know what we do here. Let's just jump right into it. Today's show is going to focus on some punk rock historic lore. I love stuff like this, you know, just little tidbits that just sort of, uh, I don't know, uh, um, explain things, explain how this came to be or how that came to be, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Today we are taking a look at two really great bands in uh, an an area where they intersect, really. And I'm not sure if they ever really intersected after this, this, but they most certainly did intersect in, in this way. And it's just one of those cool little facts that you're like, whoa, I didn't know that. Um, you know, the Bad Brains were not originally called the Bad Brains. Actually, I think they're just called Bad Brains. It's Ramones, Bad Brains, Pixies. I guess it's The Stooges. I've also heard people say, um, you know, uh, Stooges as well. I'm not really sure which one actually our friend Nick could probably uh, clarify that. Uh, he would know he would know best point being bad brains i guess you could call it the bad brains the bad brains were were not always called the bad brains they had a a different name and their you know their entire gener- genesis of the band in and of itself is a really interesting story but we're going to focus on a specific part of that story and it is how the bad brains came to be the bad brains and we're we have a little article to guide us. I knew this little factoid, but there's another little factoid that I did not know that blew my mind, floored me to the point where I was like, this is what tonight's show is going to be about. It's not a long show. It's not a big show. We're just here to sort of take a look at a little thing. This is from Far Out blog. We've looked at it before. Uh, this was written by Tyler Golson. And it's actually, wow, I didn't even notice this. This is from two days ago. This is from... Sunday, May 8th, 2022, the Ramones song that gave the Bad Brains their name. Um, no band is more essential to the proliferation of punk rock than the Ramones. Uh, let, let's 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 take it one step back from punk rock. Uh, you know, we've been kind of gradually saying this um, on the channel, but like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna double down on a whole new level. You know, when, especially when I think about this, like I didn't even consider this. I totally forgot. Like, I mean, I knew th- that fact to it, but like it was not in the front of my mind. The idea that the name Bad Brains c- also comes from the Ramones is just another one of the many reasons, one of the many testaments to why the Ramones are just so impactful and have such a place that they do in history. I would say that they might be the, the, the second most influential band that ever existed after the Beatles. I, I truly, truly believe that. I mean, they are, they are just right up there, man. Um, they, ins- they inspired everybody. So it's not just essential. It's not just essential to punk rock. I would just say essential to rock. Um, although British acts like the set, the pistols and the clash, experienced more notoriety during the 1970s punk boom because of course those who open the door end up getting trampled and i once made the mistake of saying that to andy shernoff on this channel go back to the second episode of pizza punk we had andy shernoff from the dictators on the show and i kind of alluded to that and he didn't seem to agree with me he was really cool about it i was 
it was a little slightly awkward. I, I don't know if he really cared that much. Um, I, I kind of felt self-conscious about it. But I mean, it's true, you know, like people know the dictators, but people, but the dictators aren't that big. They weren't a, that big of a band. I don't, I don't have any uh, qualm in saying that they were a band's band and they were there at the very beginning and they opened the door and they got trampled on and to the, to the, ex, to an extent, so did the Ramones. All these bands that inspired the Ramones would go, uh, I mean, that, that were inspired by the Ramones would go on to have this, this great success. And the Ramones were just kind of, you know, left in the dust still being the ramones the ramones are like the shark you know how like the shark remains unchanged for like 150 million years same thing with crocodiles these things are so perfect in their evolution in their in an evolutionary sense that they um that that they just they don't change and the ramones were like that they didn't change for 22 years basically i mean yes joey's singing voice changed slightly but essentially they were the same honed thing that they were right out of the gate um and other things that came after them stood on top of them you know uh i know rumorg loves the ramones loves the ramones i used to go to parties used to drink champagne now i'm beginning to feel the strain bad bad brain don't spoil it for us don't spoil it for us actually rue i think i'm gonna blow your mind rue is a very big ramones fan he knows a lot about the ramones we're, we're, I think I'm going to blow his mind, though. I think I'm going to blow all your minds with a discovery, courtesy of this article, that I did not realize that, that I wanted to show you. And I think it's really great. Might be risking the monetization on this video to do it. Uh, I hope not. In, in which case, if that is the case, uh, feel free to pick up a T-shirt or uh, buy a cup of coffee uh, if you enjoyed watching this video. Um, and, um, okay, so let, let, let's move on here. Let's move on here. So, so yeah, so the, the Pistols and the Clash experienced more notoriety during the 70s punk boom. The Ramones cut their teeth and survived longer than any of their contemporaries. That is true, too. What a great, profound observation as well. The Ramones did outlast all of those bands that, that overshadowed them. You know, the Clash and the Pistols, they, they all soared to great heights and they, they fizzled out uh, very quickly or, you know, within a couple of years. The Ramones, they kept going. They kept going and they quit on their own terms they didn't quit because something happened they quit because they said we're ready to retire which is a really great way to stop being a band in my opinion um so they cut their teeth and they survived longer than any of their contemporaries carrying the torch for punk as it evolved and expanded throughout the decades when hardcore punk arrived in the 1980s and pop punk exploded in the 90s Every single band on both sides of the divide could point to the Ramones as their major inspiration. What a, what a profound observation that is, isn't it? Uh, Washington, D.C. hardcore legends, Bad Brains were no exception. Now, they started off as uh, a Washington band, but they wrote a song about what had happened to them. They were sort of blackballed from D.C. clubs and ended up migrating to New York, which is where they released the self-titled masterpiece, The roar the r r r roar whatever you want to call it cassette um just a brilliant you know with the yellow album cover um just phenomenal phenomenal record uh that was recorded at a7 in in on the lower east side um but they had started off in dc so washington dc hardcore legends bad brains were no exception although they were dedicated to reggae music and rastafarian beliefs Although they were dedicated to reggae music and Rastafarian beliefs, the members of the Bad Brains were also the fastest 
loudest and most intense punk rock musicians around at that time. And that is not an exaggeration. There's no hyperbole to that. They were bad mother effers. They were the, they were bad to the bone. Uh, they brought, and I, this is a great, this guy is a great writer. Uh, uh, cheers to you, Tyler. You're, you're, you're just so succinct with your statements. They brought a technical proficiency that wasn't commonplace in the genre while still being speedier than any other group, giving them everything that they needed to take over the punk world. The only thing that they didn't have was a name. Now, two things to recognize here. One, um, it is a crime that the bad brains did not take over punk rock. They, they totally should have, they had, the music, they had the chemistry, and yeah, they had the technical proficiency that they sort of, it gave them an edge over every other band because they just played their instruments so well. What partially, what I always thought gave them their speed was their drummer, Earl Hudson, brother to Paul Hudson, a.k.a. HR. Uh, it's always told that that Earl, that Earl, you know, um, saw a girl that he wanted to speak to after the set and actually sped up the tempo of all their songs so that the set would be over sooner so that he could go talk to said girl at whatever party or, or, or club venue they were at. And I'm sure that's true. I mean, that that's, that's from the band themselves. However, there's another aspect of their sound and their speed, something that informed their sound and their speed. It's one of those stories, you know, this is why we love the misfits so much because they are steeped in like, mythological legend that's all based on some semblance of the truth you know oh the misfits are grave robbers well they're not quite grave robbers though they kind of are um uh at least according to who i spoke to uh uh, uh allegedly allegedly um <laughs> the um uh uh but they're they're every story with the with the with the misfits comes from some uh kernel of truth you know doyle uh, almost killed a kid by breaking his guitar over his head, you know, comes from a very real story, but that wasn't the case. The kid didn't almost die. Oh, there was a pool of blood. There wasn't a pool of blood. He pulled a splinter that was three inches long from his skull three years after Doyle hit him over that, you know, all this, all this, all this mythology that in the age before the internet where, where word of mouth uh, still reigned supreme and, um, cause people to use their imaginations to sort of uh, illustrate the stories that they were being told and, and would wind up larger than life in their heads. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, like this crazy thing happened. And the bad brains have some of that too. They have some of that too. And, you know, we already did the story. We talked all about how HR had to go to jail for some drug offense and they were in the middle of recording vocals for Sacred Love, the song on um, Eye Against Eye. Sacred Love. And uh, in order to get his vocal take, they had to do it from prison. He called into the studio. They recorded his vocal over the phone through the studio, which is a trick that we ended up using in my film. I talked about this in great detail in the previous video. Go check it out. Point is, is like that's the type of, of, of myth and legend that the Bad Brains kind of occupy minister uh, minister of darkness says i love all the ramones albums well except maybe subterranean jungle um jungle has some jungle has some some good tracks on there a couple couple interesting 
or maybe I'm thinking of Pleasant Dreams has all the good ones. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, in any case, originally the Bad Brains operated under the name Mind Power. At this point, they were mostly a jazz fusion band playing slower and softer material, but they had jazz chops. You know what I mean? They had jazz chops. They had they had that ability which would, you know, aid them in this, you know, form of music that's, you know, very basic and more, or it's more rudimentary, I should say. It's a more rudimentary form of music. Hey, three chords and a guitar and and drums and bass, and you got a band, that kind of thing, you know? Um, so they were playing, uh, uh, they were a jazz fusion band playing slower and softer material, but that all changed in 1977 as punk rock began to filter through American cities. By 1978, Mind Power had completely changed its style and they sought to find a new name that reflected their new sound. The answer came while listening to the Ramones 1978 album Road to Ruin. Now, here's one thing that is interesting. They say that the that all changed in 1977. That's they often it's often said that, you know, the Bad Brains heard the Pistols and that informed that that jazz fusion sound. It's the same thing as the Ramones. We say this on the channel all the time. Ramones her, we're trying to write Beach Boy songs and came out with Sheena as a punk rocker, right? Makes sense. So it's like the same kind of thing. Hey, we hear the pistols and this is what's coming out of us. However, I think the Ramones inform the bad. After what I just heard, I think the Ramones inform uh, the, the bad brain sound way more than the pistols do in many, many kind of ways. All right, Elk Bomb is blowing my mind right now uh, by saying that Stay Close to Me is originally a mind power song. I did not know. I love Stay Close to Me. I love it, uh, which ended up being on I Against. They re-recorded it on I Against I, but I didn't know that was an that was a really early song. Well, it makes sense because their first single was uh, uh, Pay to See, right? Uh, with the bag, which I have right over there, a, a repress, a repress of it. Um, in any case, let's let's keep going here. Let's keep going. They're listening to the Ramones' 1978 album "Road to Ruin," featuring Marky Ramone. Marky Ramone has come in, even though um, Tommy Ramone shaped those songs. Marky Ramone would be the one that would play them on the album. Uh, Tommy Ramone uh, co-produced the album "Road to Ruin" with Ed Stasium. One day we were listening to the Ramones, HR told American songwriter in 2020, they had put out a song called Bad Brain. I don't know if this story ever, I think this might be a new story. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this was in the documentary that I'm also in, by the way. Um, this, uh, it seems like this might be something, a new revelation. Although I feel like it would be all over, like, you know, the, this would, would be everywhere. People would maybe be making a meal out of this story if it was bigger than it was. In any case, one day we were listening to the Ramones HR told American songwriter in 2020, they put out a song called bad brain. So we listened to that song and we turned the stereo up from 33 revolutions per minute to 78. And we were all pogoing and dancing around. We just started to call ourselves bad brains. Okay. So the idea philosophically, they're calling themselves mind power. They go from mind power to bad brain the bad brains 
um, because of the song Bad Brain. Archduke Ramon says, uh, the song Bad Brain is so catchy that sometimes it gets stuck in my head for hours. Guess that makes my brain bad. Well, I, I have some news for you. It's about to get stuck a whole lot more after you listen to what I'm about to play you right now live on the show. The Damned were also a huge influence. Elkbomb says The Damned were also a huge influence for them as well. Um, Rue says, I believe it was Adam, uh, Adam Yock, uh, MCA, who who mentions how great the Bad Brains were in his acceptance speech for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think he died the same. Yes, he did. Well, he also produced their album, uh, Build a Nation, in 2007 which has some really tight music on it with really terrible HR vocals. I'm sorry, HR, but they're not good. And it's a crime. I was going to say that in tonight's show. Thanks for bringing it up, Rue. It is a crime that the Bad Brains are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They absolutely, unequivocally should be. And I just want to say this. Hold on. I just want to show you how serious I am when I say what I say. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, shame on you. Shame on you and your bullshit institutions for not addressing and elevating and venerating bands that deserve to be in your institution, like the Bad Brains, like the New York Dolls, like the MC5. You can have Green Day. You can have the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You can have um, Eminem. You can have Dolly Parton. You don't have the you don't have the Bad Brains. You don't have the New York Dolls. All right, look. If you want to put the Bad Brains on the shelf for a minute, the New York Dolls and the MC5, two of the most influential bands out there, talk about the impact and influence that the New York Dolls had on music in a very similar way that that the Ramones did. You could put probably put the New York Dolls right up there. Every band that came out on the LA strip in the, in the 80s, in the decade that followed the Dolls existence uh, owes what they have to the Dolls. The Dolls did it first and they did it 10 years earlier and the record companies, they waited until the Dolls were kaput and then they made billions off them. Billions of dollars were made off of what the New York Dolls were doing. So shame on you for not having them in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They deserve it. And your institution is bullshit. It's bullshit if you don't have those bands in. Thank you for coming to my Jeff talk. <laughs> Sorry. I got very passionate for a moment about an issue that I just feel so, um, I just feel so like passionate about these things. Um, Let's, I, I got distracted. Let's get back to this. Um, so they went from mind power to bad brain. They're pogering around. The name turned out to be a closer fit for the more intense music that was forming within the group. That intensity. So here's the thing. Their, their, their sound has already changed, but then they hear the Ramones, they hear the Ramones bad brain. And that seems to sol solidify what is, that solidifies what's been going on. Now, <clears throat> I'm about to blow your minds right now. I'm going to blow all your minds when you hear what I'm about to play you. And maybe you're going to say, Jeff, I already knew that. Duh. I think that's quite obvious. I did not know this. And, and it just, it blew my mind. 
And I, I just wanted to tell, I just wanted to share it with you guys. That's the truth. Um, the name turned out to be a closer fit for the more intense music that was forming within the group. That intensity, along with the startling sight of young black men playing punk rock, it's true. The idea of this, this, this genre of music that was predominantly white. And you have these, these four black dudes who are, they, I mean, they didn't grow Rastas yet, but eventually they start growing Rastas. Um, I, it, it just, what a, what a, what a stark image. I said this in the previous show. When I first heard the bad brains, I had just listened to the music. I didn't see pictures of them. I thought they were just four scrawny, angry white dudes. So to see a picture of like these black Rastafarian dudes, um, just being the baddest band that ever lived, like just really sort of changed my perceptions, uh, about music in so many ways. I don't know why. Um, and really they opened the, do the door for black bands. That's why they should be in the rock and roll hall of fame. I said before, oh, well put the bad brains on the shelf for a minute. We should highlight that because, you know, living, living color who I love, uh, they get a lot of credit for being like the black heavy metal band. Oh, you know, usually black dudes don't play heavy metal like that. That's, that's outside of the norm. That sort of, that sort of vibe that people get sometimes, but even before living color, you had the black brain, the <laughs> It's the bad brains doing um, just music you wouldn't expect them to make. And then going from doing the hardest song that you've ever heard that melts your face off to playing some peaceful reggae music. I mean, there was something for everybody to like. Everybody got along in that kind of way. Um, so... Uh, so it led so that intensity along with the startling side of young black men playing punk rock led to the bad brains being subjected to an unofficial blacklist in their hometown of DC. And that's a story we'll have to cover for another day along with the song Band in DC. In order to survive as a band, the bad brains moved up to New York City and settled into CBGB's, the same club where the Ramones made a name half a decade prior. Now, I don't know if the CB if if the Ramones ever shared any bills with the CB cbgb's with the ramones i mean with bad brains or if they shared any bill with them anywhere period uh i'd be very curious to know that um but here's the thing so so we were just so i knew this already i knew the song we've all listened to the song bad brain right this is very key hold on let me um let me let me take this out and put this in a new window just one moment um this is very important what i'm about to do so what's the one thing what what's the one thing um that that uh that was mentioned in that article you know we're at 22 minutes let's go let's do a real quick commercial break we're not going to stay here very very long very very long at all um we're doing a contest riotstickers.com win 20 free custom t-shirts um, just go to riotstickers.com backslash win and enter. It's free to enter. We also are, um, we also still have our, our stickers promotion going with riotstickers.com. Uh, use the promo code from us for 50% off. That's also in the description. Let's play our 60 second little video here. Video vibrate quick before we, we move on with the show. Hi, I'm a guy from riotstickers.com, the merch company known for being the bomb. 
Do you hate going to work? But like getting paid? Do you hate snow? But want to make sweet, sweet love to a snowman? That was unexpected. All right, what about this? Do you hate paying for stuff, but like having custom t-shirts? You are in luck. We can't help with the snowman thing. That's probably going to take a therapist. But RiotStickers.com is giving you a chance to win a free order of custom shirts. And entering is easier than like making sweet, sweet Get her out of here. All you have to do is simply go to riotstickers.com slash win and enter your name and email address. Riot Stickers will have a random drawing to pick a winner. So head to riotstickers.com slash win for your chance to win free custom shirts. And be sure to check out other custom merch while you're there because it is the bomb. All right, and we're back. That was RiotStickers.com. So what is this? There is a startling detail in that story that I had, I had heard that they had heard the song Bad Brain and that they took their name from the song Bad Brain, and that's all well and good. We all knew that already, right? But there's something else that we that that is mentioned that just startled me, that blew my mind, that I had no, that I had truly no idea I'm just going to queue up the song real quick. Let's queue up the song so we're just ready to go with that. Share audio tab. Hopefully this doesn't get me flags. Cross your fingers. Um, great time to donate. Uh, if you're not a Patreon, um, if you don't, if you haven't bought a coffee and you want to, uh, if you want to join the Patreon, stuff like that really supports the channel. Um this is not my full time. Oh, no, no, no. Stop, stop, stop. I didn't ask for that. I didn't ask for that. Uh, point is, this video might get demonetized, which would suck. Okay. Ready? Ready? We're going to hold on. Let's go to the comments real quick. I saw some comments, and then we're going to do this. I know I keep I keep stalling here, you guys. I keep stalling. Um, I just want to go back up. The MC5 didn't just influence punk. They had a wide-ranging impact. Very true. Zach says... The Bad Brains should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. HR, Hunting Rod, and his whole crew shaped the face of music. Uh, there's never been a band like them uh, or ever since, and they can play that style type of vibe. You, there is a band called Horror that's very interesting, and they're making their music. Um, there's, I don't know, it's like a hip-hop, um, punk rock, heavy metal thing. They're, they're very much influenced by the Bad Brains. They're very interesting. I have not fully investigated them yet uh, i will say if a show comes to my area i would d- definitely be down to check it out um elk bomb says rollins told me that hr actually stood stood for hunt and ride not hunting rod interesting <laughs> my god hunt and ride i get it i get it archduke ramon says i feel the same about the sort of rock and roll hall of fame yeah it's just bs um zach says i just spoke to hr personally at different shows and does acknowledge it does stand for hunting rod um who knows who knows elk bomb isn't sure i've also met hr twice and i never asked him although it's really kind of hard to talk to hr uh considering all of his um issues would be the right way to state it i don't know uh, he brought it up in a van ride when we were going back to my city after a show of his over 20 years ago. Interesting. Uh, Minister of Darkness says, I met the other dude in 94 singing for the Bad Brains, Cool as Ice. You must be referring to uh, Israel Joseph, who uh, had a band called Fireburn with uh, Todd Youth. Okay. 
Now that we've caught up on the comments, this is the final piece of the puzzle here. Now, what does HR say when he's giving that thing? He says, one day we're listening to the Ramones. They put out a song called Bad Brain. So we, we changed the speed of the song from 38 RPMs to 78. That's over twice the speed. So I decided, what would it sound like if it's about, uh, it's 66, it's 14 extra RPMs, double the speed, okay? I didn't know that. I never knew that part of the, of, of the story. What does it sound like? That's what I want to ask you guys. Uh, what does it sound like? Ready? Let's have a listen, shall we? You tell me what this sounds like. I hope this works. Ready? One. Oh, two. Oh, two, three. Oh. What does that sound like? Maybe not the vocals. That sounds like a Bad Brain song. I mean, it's not quite, and the Bad Brains don't play exactly that fast. But that is... Is that, like, kind of the birth of hardcore? We played a Ramones song twice as fast? Oh. Rue Morse says it's attitude. Wow, Rue Morse, you might be onto something. Let's listen to it again. I'm trying to sing attitude Come on, did any of you know that? I did not know that. That blew my mind when I heard that tonight. I listened to to that tonight and it hurt my it it blew it it blew my hair back. It blew my friggin' hair back. Hold on. Uh why is it doing that? All right, let's mute that, see if it'll uh allow us to skip over. We're gonna listen to it one more time. One more time. I'm going to restart this now. Okay, holding it. Hold the horses right there. Is is it attitude? Is it attitude? Don't care what you may say. We got that attitude. Don't care what you may do. We got that attitude. Ready? Let's listen to it. I mean, did any of you know this? I had no idea. I literally had no idea. That's the bad brain sound comes from the song. Now, listen, I don't want to give all the credit to the Ramones. The credit belongs to the bad brains. But it's just like who like I always thought it was just a name thing. I didn't think of it as who who thought of it as a as as a, as a sonic thing apart from. Yes, obviously, maybe there was some influence in like, you know, the playing, but not to this extent and seemingly by accent. Ready? I'm going to play it one more time. Probably going to want to unmute it before we do that. Ready? I'm going to play it right now. Don't care what you may say. We got that attitude. Don't care what you may do. We got that attitude. (laughs) Yeah. We got that BMA. (laughs) Oh my God. It kind of works. Dude, it kind of works. 
Wait, hold on. Don't care what you may say, we got that attitude. Don't care what you may do, we got that attitude. Yeah, we got that PMA. Yeah, we got that PMA. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, got the PMA. Got the PMA. So they listen to that and they're like, let's play our music like this. Mind blown. Yeah, we got that BMA. Yeah, we got that BMA. Right? 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 Oh man, is that cool? Is that cool or what? That is so cool to me. That is so cool to me. Oh, oh, Elk Bomb agrees, man. He thinks it's good insight. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's not my insight, it's this dude on the articles insight. Uh Archduke is gonna give it a shot later on vinyl. Oh, yeah, it does kind of sound like don't need it too. You're right. On the on the the original self-titled version not the black dots version the the self the black dots version is slower um that is really cool that is a really cool discovery though zach agrees uh zach likes it as well um that's really it guys that's the whole show i wanted to show you guys that i wanted to get your thoughts what do you think do you think it sounds like the bad brain sound does it sound room work just blew, blew blew the door wide open by saying it sounds like attitude and it kind of does fit a little bit as well. And then elk bomb saying the breakdown is don't need it. Um, kind of, kind of mind blowing, kind of mind blowing. Um, hope you enjoyed this episode. Go check out our bad brains inspired destroy. Instead of destroy Babylon, I have a destroy pizza shirt in the shop. Okay. Down in the link in the description below. Check that out. Uh, hope you enjoyed tonight's show hope we didn't get uh uh the video didn't get flagged and whatnot and and okay archduke agrees too he says i i can uh i can hear the bad brain sound in this isn't that cool isn't that cool um rue says my old band covered some ramones and a few bad brains tracks it's also attitude out of it's also the attitude of our band. Be good, be safe, and cough cool. Absolutely, Rumoric. Thank you for your wonderful insights tonight. Uh, okay, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the Patreon. I'm going to say peace, hair grease, and tell you a little bit about the Patreon. Hey, guys, what's going on? It's Jeff. So I've decided to make a Patreon. What is Patreon? I don't know how to define a Patreon. Let me look it up. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it very easy for creators to get paid for the things that they're already creating. I want to do it full-time. I want this to be my full-time job. In my efforts to make that happen, I've set up this platform. Is it going to work? Is it gonna be successful? I don't know, but I would rather try and crash and burn than not try at all. The goal is to create enough passive revenue so that I can continue to do this full-time 
uninterrupted. Why? Because I love to do this. I love creating content. I love making videos. I love shooting films. I love doing podcasts. In case you couldn't tell, I love to talk and I never shut the fuck up. So right now, I've kept the Patreon incredibly simple. There's two tiers, and that may change in the future. The Murdergram is a simple way to extend support for all of the hours and hours of free content on the channel for nothing more than a dollar. 38 cents goes to Patreon. What's a buck 38, eh? It's less than a cup of coffee. But it's a great way that you can show support for very little effort. When you divide that dollar 38 by the hours and hours and hours of time spent listening to this endless drivel of content, the dollar cost average works out. Next up is the YouTube casualty for $6.66. The YouTube casualty is loaded to the gills. Enjoy the archive ad-free as well as ad-free early access to special docu-style podcast videos, music reaction commentaries, and the like a month before they drop on YouTube, loaded with ads, I might add. You're also going to get exclusive content and behind-the-scenes content that is not available on YouTube or anywhere else. So you get to peek behind the veil. And believe me, there's a couple of choice pieces. Most of all, more than anything, whether you join the Patreon or not, I just want to thank each and every one of you that comes to the channel, that watches all the shows, that leaves comments, that participates that subscribes, that's really the most important thing. This is just trying to find a way to earn a living as an artist. And with that, thank you for my TED Talk. Join the Patreon, because we need you! 66 cents.